Mike, am I too old to join Giant Man's fan club? Never, Eddie. You're never too old to do the things that you want to do when it comes to your favorite superheroes. Is that, is that what you wanted me to tell you? Well, I don't know. It feels like these fan clubs are all full of like super, like all young, like they're basically full of teenagers. Yeah, I, Mike, I, Mike, Mike, I may seem young, but I am no longer a teenager. <laughs> well, let me say this. I think that fan clubs are, I don't think it's uncommon to have uh, fan, that fan clubs are basically a bunch of teenagers who are interested. I, I, I mean, I don't know a lot of adults that, that identify as hardcore fans necessarily, but maybe that'll change in the future. But um, I think that there's no age limit necessarily. So you can start your own adults only fan club, although that might have a pejorative meaning to it maybe, but. Well, I, so I guess, um, I guess my question is like, are, are they restricting them? Like can are these, the fact that these fan clubs are all young people, is that because only young people are interested or is it because the superheroes like giant man is restricting it? So only young people can join. Is it just creepy if like a 50 year old dude shows up at his fan club? It probably would because I think that there's less tolerance for 50 year old dudes to like be super excited about, uh, say, I guess superheroes and tights, but, but, uh, maybe that's an evolving trend right now, but it definitely seems that the teenagers are the ones that have, that have flashed onto it and the teenagers, um, and youth culture is kind of driving the way on that. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's true for everything, right? Like, like you look at the mm-hmm. music and the, and the Beatles, like what, what, who cares about that? It's, it's young, young people. Now, obviously old people will listen to this music as well, but it's young people that are passionate, the passionate fans that are going to go to, um, like live shows and yell and scream and stay up too late. Yeah, and so maybe like it, it, we're, we are noticing that that superheroes do seem to have fan clubs that have some pretty outrageous access to these superheroes who are worldwide celebrities, and so maybe that's just that the teenagers that are setting up these fan clubs have figured out a way to, to get access to these people, and they're just it's a it's a new way of interacting with celebrity. Really, I mean, yeah. I don't think of like there's fan clubs for like Marilyn Monroe necessarily, that uh, or, or, or or other big stars. Um, but maybe this is just a new trend that, that these that these teenagers are starting for superheroes in particular. Well, and it, just, it just seems that the level of access is a little unreal. Like if, if you look at like the fans of like big music acts and rock stars and actors, they don't get to go like into their homes and hang out and watch movies with them. Like the, the fan club might get like might get an autograph, or maybe they get to like go to a concert where they see their their the the performers up on stage separated. But as, from what I understand, it like if you're a fan club, if you're part of the Giant Man fan club, you actually go in and, and meet with them and hang out with them in, in a fairly small group setting. Well, maybe there might be it might be a function of to some degree some naivety on behalf, on the part of the superheroes, right? Like either this is a they just don't understand the celebrity that they have and how they could possibly set up um, some kind of structure that could minimize the interference in their life but still maximize their exposure to people they want to build some kind of brand or maybe this is just part of their brand they, they've decided to go this route which is full access in order to say increase their popularity because i think that the popularity of superheroes is becoming a real thing in our country yeah i guess the, the, the problem i have from a business perspective is that this model this fan club model they have right now just, just doesn't scale like the, getting small group settings with individuals only works when you have a small group like even when you go to university and try to take first year psychology, you don't get the access to the professors that these people are getting to Giant Man. Well, maybe it's not. Maybe it isn't really. A, maybe maybe it's this. It's that the people that are doing this are the most vocal and are the most um, passionate about the superheroes, 
And the fact that they're having those interactions and if they speak about it, say they publish articles or, or, or publish uh, their, their stories of their interactions into magazines, even though the people reading those things may not uh, actually get the same access as they will because they didn't jump on this earlier, like these uh, super fans have done, but they'll still feel closer to them by the stories that they're telling and the interactions that they're having. So it might not scale up in a, in a, in a literal sense of like everybody can have the access to these heroes, it still would lead to a beneficial impact on their overall popularity and approachability in society. Yeah, so I guess they get access. Uh, um, it, it, it works as long as there's a small number of people doing it. But it feels right. like as soon as that increases, they must have some sort of method for figuring out who's allowed to be part of this fan club. And you think it's just whoever started it first? Well, I, I th- because I think it's a new thing. Like I think that we're not... I, I, I'm not hearing that it's uh, first of all. I'm not hearing that that this, these superheroes are overwhelmed by it. I, I, I'm hearing that they're encouraging it, right? Like they're actually have, engaging with these fans in this small group setting. So I would imagine that if it was becoming overwhelming, or there was some kind of like, I suppose, some selection criteria, we would have heard of, of, about it by now. We haven't. So I just think that we're at the beginning of all of this. And I would think that if I was hired um, to have to think about the interests of these superheroes, I may very well counsel them to like slow down and possibly come up with more of a structure to avoid being overwhelmed or quite frankly, um, for their own safety, because even though they're superheroes, uh, I bet they let their guard down when they're meeting with their fans in well, private we, group settings. Yeah, it's a good point. Like we, we, we know um, it was only a couple of months ago. That that's how the porcupine infiltrated his attack on, on, on giant man is he used the fan right. club to get access. Yeah. And so, it, 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 there isn't some kind of vetting process or even perhaps even security for these people. Uh, there could be a problem. I mean, Giant Man, I don't think that Giant Man, if, when he's a normal sized person, is necessarily that much stronger or, or quicker than the average person, right? Because I think he gets, from what I understand of his power, he's, just, he's big, his muscles get bigger, so therefore he's stronger compared to the average person. But if he's just a regular sized person, I doubt that he could. Uh, I, I think he's just as susceptible to a knife or a bullet from some crazed fan. And so well, I, well, I, I, I think he, I think he is meeting to, with them in giant form. Like I think he's, I, like, he's not like meeting with them as like an everyday dude in a suit. Like he, he's in his costume in like his twelve foot tall monstrosity. Yeah, but maybe. But then let's say let's say Johnny Storm, the Human Torch. He's not meeting them when he's lit up like a Human Torch. Like I mean, he could, you know, the same the same thing applies that if like some crazed fan got closer to him. Um, it could be a problem. So I would think that at some point what they should be doing is coming up with some structure to control these interactions with fans and perhaps, you know, vet them, right? You know, but right now I think it's just so informal and so new. They're just not thinking about that. Yeah, I guess I guess that, I guess that's where we're going next, right? It's, it's this whole mm-hmm. superhero world is new. It's new to all of us. And over time, it's just going to get more and more professionalized. And so right now it feels like mm. any young kid can join these fan clubs and get access to these people. But in a couple of years' time, that's not going to be true. That's right. And then it, I, I doubt it's going to take that long before advertisers might, might figure out that maybe they just hire some like young-looking um, you know, agents to go there to try to like woo these celebrities, these superhero celebrities, into like becoming pitchmen or pitchwomen for their products. So I think that there has to be some kind of structure. And then the, that leads to the next question is to where would the money come from for these superheroes to pay for that? Well, yeah, I think the, the um, when they start, do, we, we know for like this is how music artists, like music artists make a lot of money from selling their, their music, but they also make money from just having concerts and people going to mm-hmm. see them live. Uh, it feels like that's a natural place for superheroes to go. Like superheroes aren't 
making money in, the, in most of the traditional ways. They're, it seems like they're contracted by the government or by a corporation. But there's no reason why they couldn't host a live event and everyone could pay their their, their dollar or $5 or $10 to go in and uh, interact, see them on stage while they, know, they show videos of their past adventures while they provide commentary. Well, maybe and maybe this is a pathway to independence, right? Because, you know, we, we've, we've kind of gone back and forth about the idea that these superheroes should be eight basically agents of the state, right, to um, enact uh, American foreign and domestic policy, really. Uh, and we've seen recently the downside of that when <laughs> the Russians do that very thing, which we which we oppose. Um, so maybe this this idea is that these people, um, these superheroes are doing things because they feel it's right and they want to get away from, say, being effectively government agents, then perhaps having this structure where they go on tours or have private meetings or, you know, groups, small group setting things, uh, settings, and also perhaps advertising would, uh, would lead to some financial independence, much like the Fantastic Four has achieved some financial independence through the, um, the inventions of uh, Reed Richards. Yeah, well, and have, and even the Fantastic Four is making money from their comic books. That's right. And it's just, and so this is just a, a form of branching out and not being subject to, you know, one concern being subject to the government's whims. But also the other one was that what if they just end up, uh, if they're not careful, they end up in order to fund their enterprises, they have to be um, paid for, you know, employed by, say, Stark Corp. And what happens when their, their public facing mission of trying to help society might run up against the arms dealer that they're working for, for instance. Um, so you can see how this is, you know, this this could be a way to avoid getting stuck into the the role of being a, a bodyguard for, say, Tony Stark, a, a Stark Corp, or for, um, you know, basically protecting the, com- the company, which we've talked about before as being not a bad idea, but something that I think is inconsistent with the idea that these are do-gooders, people who are trying to, to help a society just out of the kindness of their heart. Yeah, like I, I see what you're saying. I just wonder if it's really possible to make that much money this way. Like, I, I get that if you're an art, like a, a musical artist, you can get up on stage and you can put on a show for a couple hours, and I'll pay my 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 two bucks to go and see someone perform on stage because I'm going to listen to their music and watch them dance. Uh, what is Giant Man going to do on stage? Is he just going to like talk to us? He's going to shrink and grow. Like, um, it's it's almost more of like a circus act. Yeah. You've seen it a few times. You've been like, okay, that's fine. But what if he started promoting various products, right? Like, I mean, well, that's even, 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 even more reason for me not to go to the show. If I'm just going to go up on, st- if I show up at the show and all the show is, is him trying to sell me a car. Um, that, that's not very interesting. No, but I mean, I'm saying that this is just another option. I mean, if we're getting into the idea that these people need to have financial independence, I, I would think it'd be more likely to come from advertising. Than it would be to, to taking the percentage of the gate. They're just uh, of some kind of like show that they'd be putting on or being hired to to, to attend at. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, I, I think it remains to be seen how these guys are going to make money, and ho- hopefully, um, they're going to make money in an ethical way. Yeah, well, that's what we want, right? So, but circling back on it, we're kind of like just postulating about where this may go. Right now, as it stands, it seems that you're right. If you're a young teenager, you might be able to um, you know join a fan club and meet these these uh these celebrity superheroes and it's either out of, out of the kindness of their heart or some kind of sophisticated marketing that they're trying to get their name out there and become popular amongst the youth and i guess we'll see how it all it all shakes out but in the meantime ed i think you should try to join because <laughs> I know you're, I, I, bear in mind we they, our listeners are expecting some you know journalistic integrity from you that you're not just going to 
you're not just going to go there um, as, as anything but a fan, as any, and sorry, not just as a fan, but also as a hard hitting journalist. We need to get, if there's a scoop that's, that's, that you, you could be exposed to, I'm expecting, and your listeners are expecting that you're going to get it, fan or not. 